Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. You go one place in the world right now. Where would you go? Japan. Why? The food. Well, they the just eat sushi over there, right? The food and the service. Nah, like ramen <laughs> and ramen. And I don't even know what else. I don't know what's over there. So um, I've actually heard Japan is really sweet. I, it's kind of been on my bucket list to go there. I watch YouTube videos of of like J- Japanese like culture sometimes because yeah. I think it's so interesting how different they are from us and 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 like just the respect and like no matter what line of of business they're in, whether it's their own business or they're a worker, mm-hmm. everything is like the customer is the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so like barber shops are really interesting to see in Japan. They're via YouTube. Cause that's all I know. But like, <laughs> like the service is impeccable. Like you're the only one in their single chair barbershop usually is from what I've seen. And like, they spend like every minute, like just perfecting whatever you want, like a nice mm. beard, haircut, whatever. Like it's just perfection. It's not like yeah. rush. It's not an assembly line. Yeah. assembly It's line, more right? of a craft. It's a, exactly. Everything is still like a craft. Yep. I think that's what I really like it. Um, and I have a friend who I've met out here who, who is not Japanese. His wife is Japanese. So they went and visited Japan mm-hmm. and he told me like they went, stopped at McDonald's and like everything was like just perfect. And like, they don't just say order number 64 and throw it on the tray. Like it's fucking just left there yeah. to pick up. It's just like, yeah, take it. it's just like calls out your name holds a tray out there all the food perfectly on the tray mm. and wrapped perfectly and she's just holding it there and like delivers it and it's like you know please come see us and it's just like that's mcdonald's it's uh it's definitely different i i think back when anthony bourdain used to be doing his thing um no reservations and then i think it was uh like parts unknown or something on when he did his show on cnn he anytime he'd go to japan it was really interesting because like you said their culture is so different and it's stuff like politeness like you said respect Mm -hmm. and one thing i found interesting is like when you go out to eat with somebody that you they are not supposed to pour their own drink like you pour their beverage and they pour yours type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's just like, it's just like little acts of service that show yeah, exactly. respect. Yeah. So that, I found that really interesting. Um, and of course, Anthony Bourdain's uh, like insight on everything was always really awesome. And I mean, man, he was, he was definitely, he was definitely something else. And it's, it's sad that, He's no longer with us. They're making a movie. They're making a movie. Somebody's making a movie about him that's coming out uh, later in July, and I'm pretty hyped about that. It's actually going to be in the theaters, as far really? as I know. 
Yeah, I can't remember the name like of it. Documentary movie or like actual like story movie? No, I think it's going to be more like a documentary movie. Oh, cool. But I mean, I watched I watched Anthony Bourdain stuff like since 2006 or whatever. Yeah, and it was always very relaxing and just like how he yeah. approached everything. He was a very relaxed person. It seemed like because he was all about connection and having fun and you know obviously food but he he had such like an interesting backstory too he was addicted to drugs and fast-paced kitchen world you know what i mean you know Mm -hmm. he was an excellent chef wrote all these books you know about what working in fast-paced kitchens was like i always i don't know i just found it really interesting but coming back to digressing back to japan wait i have one more did you ever see the waffle house episode with anthony bourdain yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. One of my favorites. The way they break down and make Waffle House so fucking yeah. Fucking, it's just hilarious. Yep. Yeah. So and that like that he had the appreciation for, you know, like shitty beer and you know, mm-hmm. street food. And that was and it's you know, two AM and you're with your buddies, and that's I just yeah, it it, it was not it about always resonated with me. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, not, not. it's not. It's about, about food, your company. It's just like the company and what it means. Yeah. Ultimately that's what it is. I, yeah. Back to Japan, though, um, I think another interesting thing that like made me like really kind of dig Japan was I just saw this weird like geographical th- thing. I don't know what it was. It was just like what people are motivated by in terms of where you live. Um, so the Western world is extremely motivated through fear. So we do things oh. out of fear and react things out of fear. Um point in case like the past year um we should fear coronavirus and fear everything that's going on back to that and adjust as necessary Um, but in japan and eastern cultures they are motivated by um the service to each other and the care for one another like that's really motivates them so instead of like telling their population you know you should be scared of this um this is this is what this can do to you and this is what you can do to you know if you don't take care of yourself it would shift to like, I don't know, something like, you know, it, this can harm other people if you don't wear a mask. This is why you wear, wear a mask or whatever, because if you don't, then you're you could potentially hurt your neighbor or your, or your elderly. Um, and like, right. that's like a huge motivating thing. So I thought that thought that was so interesting and mm-hmm. such a reflection on on us and how we live here. It's pretty true, though, man. I mean, especially right. I feel like right now in our time and maybe this has always been the case. Cause I think I was thinking back, like, you know, back in the late fifties, sixties with the red scare, um, Senator McCarthy and the communist, you know, it was like a, you know, your next door neighbor could be a, t- a communist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like report their activities. If you think they're suspicious, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it was like the constant fear of this, that, or the other thing, like jeopardizing your, livelihood your family your whatever and we still now it's just a different you know there's especially in politics man it's like uh, antifa is coming for you or the crazy like trump fans are coming for you or you know whatever mm-hmm. or blm is going to come burn down your city you know it's just mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter every every side of whatever debate has their own like fear of this unknown that drives them even like in religion dude like mainstream western religions it's the fear of like going to hell 
Mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, like there's tons, like every religion basically has a place for bad people if you're naughty. Um, Mm -hmm. But you can also, you know, go and repent your sins and then you're absolved. You know what I mean? Like it's all good. You throw enough money at whatever uh, religious structure and like God will forgive you instead of just being like, man, when I die, if as long as I've been a fairly good person, I'm probably going to go. If there is a like a heaven and after a good afterlife, like unlimited cupcake table that I never gain weight at, like, you know, on the milkshake cloud, that's where <laughs> that's where I'm going to go. I deserve that. <laughs> like, but sir, yeah, have some more. Yeah, I hear you. I that's, know, it's I, all, it's we're just, fear is such a driving force. Yeah, yeah. And that, I think if we if we are motivated by and compassion and you know pushing forward in ways that are meaningful rather than well you know the fear of. Mm-hmm. You know what? Like I can even I can relate to this in a personal way. Like I fear moving backwards to where I was, where every day I woke up and my back hurt so bad that I wanted to die. You know what I mean? Like I fear that I fear getting to that point again because I've come so far and that drives me. You know what I mean? Like that pushes me to be healthier. So sides of that coin it's like on one side it's wrong to be driven by fear of stuff you can't control because in reality like you know i'm not going to be able to control if um you know if a monsoon hurricane comes to michigan it's probably not going to happen but i can't control that what i can control though is maintaining a healthy weight and like getting healthier and so maybe i mean at what point that's, I think that's kind of an interesting debate is like at what acceptable to motivate. Yeah. And when it is it not? <laughs> yeah. I think you hit it. It's like whatever you can control. I think that's, that's a great starting point. So, I mean, we can control if, if uh, we journal daily or meditate or, or do the right things for ourselves, eat well and exercise and mm-hmm. we can control that because it's just our actions and we fear the consequences of not doing those things. I think that's pretty healthy. I would say it's pretty healthy if it's going, driving you to a healthier place. It's like a healthy fear. Right. But if the fear kind of shuts you down and shuts you in, um, whether it's because of, you know, political reasons or the nature of the world right now, or a fear of like, I don't know, maybe you're scared to go to the gym. Like that's not an appropriate fear. Yeah, that's yeah. I hear that a lot actually. Like people, like friends that I've had, and like they, when we, they say I'm too far, like I'm too far gone. I don't want to go because I'm afraid to like look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, which I get that, but that's not something that should prevent you from better. Because otherwise, what are you going to do? You're going to keep sitting at home eating potato chips and feeling sorry feeling for like, yourself. Yeah, feeling like shit. Yeah, it's a cycle of. You know, what's the Bo Burnham song that he just it's that woke up this morning and I feel like shit. <laughs> it's just like the cycle of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're afraid to go to the gym. You're afraid to maybe you're afraid to get better because what happens when you start? What happens if you fail when you're trying to get better? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, it's almost like, what if I do all these things and it still doesn't work? That's right. scary. That's fucking scary. Yeah. And it's almost like with whether it's weight loss or um, just being healthier mentally or physically, a lot of times if it's if it's you feel like you don't have control of it, which is an illusion, it feels like a roller coaster. And when yeah. you're on a roller coaster, the last thing you want to try to do is like undo a, <laughs> undo your safety belt or something yeah, or like yeah. do anything else besides just fucking hold on. Yeah, strap and in. Just go along for the ride and just do whatever you can to survive this fucking roller coaster. That's almost like survival mode, but um yeah, it's like it's it's this illusion that you don't have control over these things or that you should be afraid cuz man, mm-hmm. odds are no one's fucking thinking about you if if you go to the gym and you look stupid or silly. Probably not. They might look at you for a second and be like, huh. And if they do, then even that makes them yeah. judgmental and not right. And they go home and they probably think about themselves. 100%. Who gives a shit what they think? <laughs> yeah. And for, yeah, who cares what they think? And everybody's just thinking about themselves. Yeah. Honestly, everyone has a level of that they're not thinking about someone else. It's also like, it, like with this gym, the gym example that we're, we're kind of working with right now. At least you're there. At least you're doing something. There's, you know, that's more than so many people do every day. You took a step in and you are doing something to better yourself. And I think that's with everything. Like, you know, if you don't know how I like. I got to redo the brakes on this truck I'm working on. I don't know how to do that. And I'm sort of afraid of it. But if I don't step out there and try. Nothing's ever going to happen. And I'm like, yeah it's it's gonna sit there you know what i mean so yeah. nothing's gonna change and nobody's gonna judge me if i do it wrong right but if i i mean the chances of me doing it right are pretty high you know what i mean that's the yeah. it's, it's like that with everything people are afraid of failure and i think that like passing my m coles test like i failed that twice and i was afraid like if i didn't pass it what happens i get fired i was so fucking afraid of the failure of that but I was also motivated because it was like, this is, this is an, a huge opportunity for me to like overcome some real significant mental and emotional and physical barriers. Cause when I, mm-hmm. when I found out I was going to have to pass the M Coles, I was like, fuck. And I started binge eating and I was having some really bad, like uh, I was getting weird and some, you know, trauma that came up that I really didn't know that I had. Mm-hmm. And so like, going through therapy, like the whole M Coles process was like mental, emotional, spiritual, physical transformation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause at a certain point you just got to do the damn thing. Yeah. Like don't you, <laughs> you just do it because it's going to be there anyway. And if you fail, it's better that you tried. Right. Yeah. Surround yourself with people who can help and fucking do it. Yeah. I think fear is, yeah, I mean, and like in that case, it's such a good motivator if it gets you going and it gets you to a better place. Here's a question for you. Yeah. What is, what is the enemy of fear? The enemy of fear. What is the enemy of fear? Or what do you think it is? Like, if you had to guess, what do you think it is? You know what? I think there's there's some quote in here. I think there's some quote that I've seen before. What is the enemy of fear? 
bravery. Yeah, bravery. That's why, why is that? Expand on that. Enemy of fear is bravery because fear wants you to sit inside and just do nothing and and uh, basically live with live with your irrational fears mm-hmm. and deal with them in in unhealthy ways, whether it's just being inactive or food or um, addiction to anything, video games, moving across movies, the country, <laughs> yeah, across the country, it's. Uh, so uh, bravery is the end. That bravery is what gets you aware and to actually act upon the opposite of what those fears are telling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I wasn't necessarily, I, I didn't know where you were going to go with it. That's what I wanted to ask. I yeah. think the enemy of fear is knowledge. Knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Because fears generally come from the unknown Mm, you know what i mean like when when you're watching a scary movie and you don't know what the bad scary monster is you're afraid of it because you don't know what it is you don't know how to fight it you don't know whatever but as soon as you figure out what it is what it looks like what its weaknesses are and how to you know how to overcome it are you afraid of it anymore maybe maybe but like it's not the paralyzing fear right it's a, uh, I can do this because I, I have a plan. You know what I mean? Right. That's great. So I think the, the anything, anything and bravery is a part of this because you have to be brave enough to pursue the knowledge. You know what I mean? Yeah. To um, use it. To use it. Yeah. And that's where, you know, you read. We're in a, we're in the era of you can literally learn about anything in a moment's notice, like YouTube, mm-hmm. like you were talking about earlier, YouTube is taking you to Japan and mm-hmm. you're like, holy shit, I want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> like YouTube was the reason that we were able to get this truck started. You know what I mean? We watched mm-hmm. a video about testing all the electrical systems and step-by-step step, and before it was frustrating as fuck. And we're sitting there like, you know, banging our head against the wall. We take one step forward and five steps backwards. And we watch this YouTube video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it was cha- and now everything has been good you know what i mean yeah. like it, it's but you had to to gain that knowledge and overcome well you know the fear of what if we can't do this yeah what or if, what if you it know? just doesn't work and we can't have the parts and it's just a heap of metal right it's just the yeah. what ifs the what yeah. ifs creep in you're sitting around your little campfire huddled and scared and the the wolves are closed the wolves of fear and because you, you know it might not be a wolf it could be a dog. It could be your best friend. Mm-hmm. But there's no illumination. You got to build your fire knowledge. Mm-hmm. You put your your smart logs in the fire knowledge, in the <laughs> fire brain. <laughs> and look, it illuminates. And look, it's a cute little wiener dog. Mm-hmm. And that's your new homie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and they have some s'mores and go back. Yeah. Stoke your fucking knowledge brain with yeah. the fuel logs. <laughs> I like that. I like the, I mean, that's so introspective. Knowledge is, it literally is. It, it clears up because then you have a specific thing like, oh, it's just this. I don't need to be so scared of it because it's just this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, fucking YouTube has been so good for that. I found Reddit yeah. to be a new thing, a new tool that I've been like, man, these are like, 
these are yeah. real people like that yeah. have similar things going on or whatever. They figured it out and they're sharing yeah. it with you. <laughs> and they're sharing it with yeah, they they already know. Like they have similar experiences. Like you're not alone in this fear. Yeah. Uh, I think that's also pretty uh can be pretty paralyzing and 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 yep. frustrating about fears when no matter what it is, is like you feel like, oh, this is, might just just be me. This is just might something that I'm doomed. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, you know, you do a little research and you gain knowledge, like, no, this is pretty fucking common. <laughs> I think it's like I have a friend who was talking to me about career change the other day and he desperately wants to make career change, but he doesn't know what he wants to do. He's a, he doesn't know because he's comfortable where he's at. He's good at what he's doing, but he doesn't want to do it anymore. And so it's like at a certain point, you just got to take a step forward and experience this stuff. So like the potential career field he was career field he was looking into was conservation officer with the DNR here in Michigan. Mm -hmm. What do you have to do to do that? You have to pass the MCOL's physical fitness test. But he's not quite sold on like he's kind of, I think he's kind of afraid of taking that and not being able to pass it. Whereas like there's others, but you have to do that stuff to move forward. You have to do something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you have to take the risk because nothing's going to change if you don't. You're right. still going to be unhappy. You're still going to be wishing and hoping. And then you're going to be on your deathbed and saying, well, I wish I would have done this thing. And I didn't because at the time I thought things were okay. Things were good enough. Or I could, you know what I mean? Like I could just yeah. push through it. And I was, I never had the bravery yeah. to take the step. And sometimes I feel like you're, it's like you're taking a step off a cliff. And there's a whole bunch of fog there, right? When you take the step off, it could be a thousand foot drop and you could die or it could be a step right down <laughs> and you, you're fine, but you don't know until you step. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And then no, no matter what you're going to change and change will, you're going to learn from it. Change is often most of the time. Good. Yeah. If you're pursuing the right, avenues like i mean yeah. obviously if you uh if you go from having a respectable life and becoming a meth head that change is bad <laughs> yeah. but mm. yeah i mean just do something make a choice because that you have to i uh going off of change i was on reddit the other day and i follow i'm on the subreddit called like get motivated or something like that and it was just a post about uh, caterpillars oh. and butterflies. <laughs> and going off of change, this is something that I've like repeated in my head quite a bit over the past couple of days because I like it. And it's very obvious, but to get the idea of it just kind of helps is that um, when you're going through change or personal transformation or you do something um, that like thrusts you into a, a big challenge, so like the M. Cole across the country or pursuing a new job. Everyone thinks that like a caterpillar just goes into its cocoon and like, you know, like, I don't know, maybe the notion is they slap wings on it and then they open up a couple days later and they fly away nice and beautiful. Yeah. But a caterpillar has to go into a cocoon for days and completely dissolve into goo and get completely fucked up for it, rebuild itself into a butterfly and eventually comes out of the cocoon mm -hmm. and then has to like learn how to fly. Mm-hmm. So I think going through those changes is, or like just the idea of 
I'm going to change my job or I need to pass this M. Coles. Like it was fucking hard moving across the country and starting a new job and doing all these things. It's really hard and can't be too hard on yourself about it because you have to dissolve into fucking goo before you're transformed into a beautiful butterfly. Be remade. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like in a bug's life. Remember in a bug's life? You ever seen that movie? Mm-hmm. When uh, Hamlet, I think his name's Hamlet, the yeah. caterpillar. I am like, a beautiful butterfly. Yeah. He like, he like, <laughs> and like he pops his little wings. He's like, I am a beautiful butterfly. Like, it's not like that. And if you do think it is that instant, then you're probably going to go wing, wings like Hamlet that won't even support him or make him fly. You're going to go these yeah. cheap wings that like aren't going to take you the distance. So you need to dissolve into goo. You need to take that yeah. chance. You like that's the the interesting thing about real like change. It's not this before and after photos, right? Like you see these before and after photos and you see like big fat person or whatever. And then you see this other photo and it's like they've obviously done some, but it looks easy, right? Like, oh, man, that I can do that. That's easy. (laughs) But in between that, they're in that cocoon and it's like that state of vulnerability uncertainty and all of these other things where moving that direction becomes difficult because every day it's like, is this what I want to do? Is this worth it? Mm -hmm. Do I want to get up and like push forward on this? But that's where you're in that cocoon of, and I like, I'm going to call it the cocoon of vulnerability because when you're, when the caterpillars in there, someone could come along and just, you know what I mean? Like, they're done. Come, 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 come. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> a beaver comes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, First I'm talking about spot. beavers, idiot. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you, you have to be able to weather that storm because yeah. the seas are rough. Like you're in, you're in the rough seas right now and you don't know where mm-hmm. you're going to come out, but are you going to go back? You, you can't go back. Right. Because you've already set off, you've already embarked on your journey. You're Fucking thrust, thrust yourself forward, raise your sails, and hold fast, and get out of the storm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're holding on for dear life. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I think you, it's people talk about change and they talk about growth, and what they don't realize is how it, how fucking hard it is, and how long term that stuff actually is. Because it doesn't happen overnight doesn't happen in a year. Like uh, when I set my goals on becoming better and, and turning my life around, you know, what I knew going into it was this is, this is not a 30 day challenge. This is not a quick fix. This is a lifetime. I need to find habits and strategies that are going to be able to last the long term. Because that's what I want. I don't want the short-term bullshit that I've done in the past that never works. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want stuff that's sustainable. I want stuff that's realistic, too. And that was two and a half years ago. And I am now, I've now lost like 61 pounds and um, made huge, incredible strides in like my personal life like i'm getting ready to marry connor and two and a half years ago dude like you know this like shit was messed up for a while like i would have never guessed that i'd be here today you know we have a beautiful house we have 
Like we're building this wonderful life together and I have really excellent friends and connections, Mm -hmm. but it didn't just happen. Like it didn't just, it wasn't just given to me. Right. Um, I had great, I had amazing help. Like my parents helped me move multiple times and they sacrificed a lot to help me do that. But I had to, I had to work for those connections too. I had friends that, that helped me get where I needed to go. And I'm so thankful for all of that. It doesn't just happen though. That's, that's the whole point. The cocoon, they don't just, like you said, Hamlet who, who thinks real hard and his wings pop out. That's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. And you can't get caught up in the the daily struggle. Remove yourself from that. Pull yourself back. Get a bigger view and perspective and detach. And the view is going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. But the climb never ends. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. always you're always climbing. Right. So. Yeah, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. It's a journey. dude. It's a journey, bro. It's all about the journey, bro. Fucking journey. <laughs> it's so worth it, you know. I remember watching Elliot Hulse. We're gonna wrap this up here pretty soon, but um, I remember Elliot watching Elliot Hulse as a younger guy, uh, early twenties, when he was making the Yo Elliot videos. Yeah, like he was just in his uh, garage, uh, uh, yeah, just like a crazy, crazy dude. Yeah, and I loved that so much. I was like, dude, that's like getting your anxiety. You have all this cooped up, like fucking anxious energy or whatever. Feel it um, balls. Feel it in your balls. Breathing. Like he's the one that got me into meditation and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I remember he he was talking about someone asked him a question, um, similar to like I'm unhappy and you're like, but how do I make a change in my life? He's like, you have to like uproot yourself and sell everything and move somewhere. Yeah. Or do something totally different. And do that's something how, crazy. Yeah. Do something crazy and yeah. and just change everything right now. Cause you, you have a dragon in your life and you need to go slay this dragon yeah, yep. and you're in this, we're all in this stage right now. If you're in your like twenties, thirties, like where we're slaying fucking dragons, mm-hmm. we have our swords out and we're like carving out this life for ourselves. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's not fucking easy. <laughs> and, uh, and when I first heard that, I'm like, yeah, my slay my dragons. I was like, I graduated college. Like that was my dragon. Mm-hmm. And now it's like a completely different, like feels that like, in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was like boss level one. And now, like, we're climbing up the mm-hmm. mountain and there's other caves of these fucking dragons that you just have to slay along the way until yeah. you get to enjoy it a little They're bit. They're all but, just, like, little plateaus and you keep climbing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, you're not alone in it, <laughs> you know? I we think have that's, friends, family, and, and yeah, everybody there exactly. with us. So. That's, that's where I was going to go with it is your friends, your family are the people who... And it's interesting though, like we, and we've talked about like old connections and how, and how they sort of evolve. But if you're truly, you know, trying to make something different of yourself, you are going to experience friends that you've had that think you're crazy Mm -hmm. that think this is stupid. You're like, why are you changing or whatever? You know what I mean? And those are the types of friends that they had a time and they had a place and they had a purpose, but they may not be part of your journey anymore. Right. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to accept that change with people because it might not make sense. And, but you have to remind yourself that these people are on their own journey. 
Mm-hmm. And whether it's good, bad, indifferent, something will happen with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the whole point of this is be okay to like, let go of some of these people. Um, and they may come back around. They may come back into your life at some time, yeah. but there's seasons for, for that. But the people who stick around, yeah. you know what I mean? There's people who, you know, will go through fire and have your back. Like, like uh, you have been that way with me and like vice versa. We've, both gone through some massive life changes over the last 10 years. I mean, what, what have we known each other almost 10 years now Yeah. and like go back to 2013, 2012, when you, when we became friends, it's like all the things that have happened in between now and then, you know, if you were to sit there and tell me like, man, I don't know what you're doing. I think it's crazy. You're moving out to Colorado with a girl you've barely started dating. Like, but no, you know what you did? Like you were supportive and you were like, oh, that's so cool. What up? Blah, 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 blah. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've had to learn that lesson too, where like when you moved to California, that was really hard for me to like move past the fact that it was like I had moved back from my and mm-hmm. I was ready to sort of like um, put down some roots. And my idea of well, I got bones and Jess and you know, this is going to be amazing. Like I have all these, I have like, this is everything I've ever wanted. Yeah. But what I, what I didn't think about is like, no, this is a journey that they have to go on and that it's, it's necessary. Mm-hmm. So also working with those people, like if, if they truly want to be a part of your life, they're going to make an effort to, to take feedback and to, to change themselves too. And to yeah. be supportive. So yeah, your personal connections are, more important than I think we give them. Absolutely. I want to make, uh, I think some of the people in your life that think you're crazy or like are differing views from you or whatever you're going to do is, is, is wrong or stupid or dumb or like, why would you do that type of thing? Mm-hmm. Sometimes those are the best people for you in True. that moment. Cause like that means you're on the right path. If you're not agreeing with somebody and you don't, but you know that I'm not like them. Well then keep pursuing whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like that's a great indication um, that you're, you're doing something. Yeah. There's a group of people or, or somebody that doesn't agree with you and thinks you're wrong and thinks you're stupid. Like keep going. I, I have like a coworkers, especially sometimes oh, yeah. can be like yeah. that. Like ugh, it's frustrating sometimes. I think it's valid though, to like the, your trusted friends, they mm-hmm. might have some, like you might be maybe not making the best decision. And it's important to hear feedback. Like you have to be open to, you know, feedback on these things. It might not be what you want to hear, but like the important thing is being open to that stuff. And that's something we struggle with every day, like coworkers, even like acquaintances that maybe we're not super close with. It's like people struggle accepting feedback because they don't want to hear that they're wrong or that maybe there's a, someone with a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And so being open to that is really, really important um, because not enough people are not enough. People are impor- are open to hard conversations or different yeah. feedback. That's not what you want to hear. Like I want to do this thing, but somebody tells me not to because of a, B and C, but that's not what I want to hear. So fuck them. You know yeah. what I mean? And we all fall victim to that. Like, I 
had people really caution me about leaving my career and starting with the DNR or like even this truck. I had people who my my family were like, I think this is too big of a project for you. And I was like, yeah, it might be. But that's the whole point. <laughs> you have a lifetime to learn how to do it. I mean, exactly. Like this is the whole idea is I, I want this challenge and I, yeah. I want you to be a part of it because you have this wealth of knowledge and you know how hard this is going to be. So come with me on the journey. Don't like, don't tell me to not do it. Like join me, help yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And once they buy in though, like my dad was a perfect, perfect example. He didn't want me to do the truck advised me against it, but he bought into it. We, you know what I mean? Like, and then we had an awesome time working on it, like having building that connection. Like it was wonderful. Yeah. But that's the whole point is, you know, be open to that feedback and hear it, actually hear it. Don't just be like, yeah, whatever, you know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Hear it and like analyze it, think on it, meditate on it because it might be more valuable than you think just because you don't want to hear it doesn't mean it's not good advice or good feedback. Yeah, totally. I love it. Yeah, man. So use fear as a motivator when it's some control. Mm -hmm. Go to Japan. Yeah. <laughs> lead, lead beavers to a different raw water source. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I just want to say, I know I think we're starting to wrap this up. This has been uh, one of my one of the best conversations I've had with anybody in quite some time. And I appreciate it. And I am grateful yeah. for for you waking up early on your West Coast little timey wimey. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, this has been great. I, man, the fire. I feel it. It's burning right now. Yeah, that was great, actually. Um, I didn't expect it to go there, but that's what happens when you just let the river flow, I guess. Yeah, man. Um, I feel it. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's do it. Let's wrap it up. Until next time, this has been uh, Corey Mueller, Jared hey. Bones, yes. reminding you that, uh, what, what did we remind them of? <laughs> you can... Pee pee with no poo poo. Yes. But you cannot poo poo with no pee pee. Yes. We also John. like to remind people to for John. <laughs> yes. That's also more importantly that. Yes. All right. Peace and blessings. See you next week. <laughs>